everyone. Hello and welcome. Happy Thursday. You know what Thursday is. Thursday is Beyond Small Talk Day. Every Thursday at the four o'clock Eastern Standard Hour. Hello and welcome to Beyond Small Talk. My name is Jackie Janik. I'm a women's empowerment coach, helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today, again, you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Real women, real conversations, elevating womankind one talk at a time. And we have the most absolute adventurous speaker, coach, and such a dear friend that I feel just so like giddy all day long. And I've been talking about her. Her name is Angela Marie Maxwell, and she's from, she walks the earth. Like she legit walked the earth, four continents, 14 countries, 20,000 K miles. Like, oh my God, I'm just, hi, she's here already. Okay, I just need her to come right on and we just get started because her words are wisdom they're healing they're meaningful they will change you so i just invited her yes hi hello <laughs> let's get situated how are you i am great i i think when we first just connected for the first time in a few years you were like how many women come on and say i haven't done this before and so i feel this moment of like let me shift this camera around and get cozy but <laughs> yes get cozy there's a lot of newbies on ig live but i'm so happy you're here oh my god <laughs> i've been like excited all day thinking of questions to ask beyond i watched your and have been promoting your um courage is a verb mm, ted talks Thanks, Jackie. It is brilliant. Like, I watch it a few times. So thank you so much for doing that and sharing it. Oh, hi, people coming on. Um, welcome. Yeah, thanks. Oh, I even see Matthias. Hi, Matthias. Matthias is also walking around the world. We were in Mongolia for a few days together. Um, yeah, this is great. Incredible. Incredible. Hi, Matthias. <laughs> Happy walking today. Um, so I guess we could just dive right in and get started. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, Angela and I, we haven't spoke originally and like since you left seven years ago and then we connected the other day and it was just like as if time never passed. <laughs> you yeah. were never around the whole entire world <laughs> and I was still in New York. <laughs> so thank you for that and thank you for your questions and making me feel so like special and love. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's what happens, right? You create these connections and and then when you get together again, you know, even though everyone changes, the connection never does, right? Like there's, there's always, I feel like you create the roots and, you know, just naturally as you evolve into something different, you're connecting on a different, you know, kind of wavelength, but that connection is always there. It's always solid. And that's why I feel like when you get together with someone that you just love the connection, you're like, it feels like it was just yesterday that we were chatting and... Yeah. You know, yeah. It's so nice that I'm like happy that I found this. I reached out. I was like a little nervous, to be honest. I was like, why does she want to connect with me again? And then I was like, oh, you just, I don't know. That's right. We just built that foundation, that root, that energy together that we just connect. Yes, exactly. Thank exactly. You. Yeah, this is fun. This is really yeah, cool. Yeah. So Let's dig in. She walks the earth.com. And when I was telling people about mm -hmm. this, I was like, no, she legitimately like walked the earth. Not that's not like just a fancy marketing message. <laughs> it's um, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, just even that name in itself, I started out. Um, and this has a lot to do with like claiming ourselves and, 
and who we really are and, and the clarity and what we want. Because I started out the first six months that I was walking, it was like project, we thrive. You know, and it's like the walk was a project and we was women enough. And I, you know, it, it's very interesting because it was this thing where it wasn't necessarily about me just owning, I'm a woman and I'm walking and I just want to connect with the earth. It had to be a project. Mm -hmm. Like I had to, I had to put this kind of, you know, image up. I didn't want it to be a business, but I, I still had to kind of have that face to it to make me feel comfortable. And then after walking Australia and really getting in touch with myself, because Australia was where all of that stripped right? All, you know, I left everything, um, you know, I gave away and I sold basically everything I owned. So I came back to not having anything, right? I didn't have a house or a car or anything and everything I owned fit into a duffel bag. And it was in Australia that I really got in touch more with myself, being, uh, becoming a better listener, you know, just, just letting all of these kind of constructs that I agreed to in society, just kind of letting them strip down as I was in the desert. And that's when I was like, you really need to own this. I, I just kind of heard, just own it. You're a woman walking. It's about the earth. It's about your connection. And that's when she walks the earth um, came to me. And that's when I kind of I changed the website. I changed the sign and even just kind of the whole feeling behind it. This is about me connecting more deeply with myself, the earth, and potentially, you know, people that I meet along the way. Yeah, I do know that that you say that recall, and there's a different energy behind it. So, yeah. Mm. So why? <laughs> I think maybe is that your most popular question? Why? Why walk? <laughs> it's it's definitely the most popular question. Um, and interestingly enough, it is one of the most challenging, not for me to answer, but I think for for people to grasp. Because what I always say when it comes to why is, I had to. I had to, it's, it's almost like, how does one describe that they're called to do something? Like when you just know you have this clarity, I mean, oftentimes it comes with when you fall in love with someone. I mean, how do you describe that feeling? I mean, you can say, well, I get, you know, butterflies in my stomach, or I just feel so good about myself, or makes me want to give more to the person, I'm in a better mood. The thing is like, you know, we feel that with career sometimes, with the work we do. It's this concept of when you know that you're just meant to do something and it's probably going to be challenging, right? All relationships, all work, there are challenges. It's how we get to know what we're truly capable of and how we can expand. Um, so it's all about wanting, hopefully, wanting to grow, wanting to expand our own being in some way. Um, so when I have this idea, like, okay, walking around the world, crazy idea. Um, I heard about some guy who was walking, but he, act, he wasn't physically walking, um, but it just, it sounded like the most brilliant idea. And then slowly that interest turned into um, a focus, then an obsession. I was devouring every book and everything I could find around people who had done something similar, cycled the world, woman who hikes mountains. I was just devouring it. And every time I'd read something, it just felt like it was ingraining more and more. You're meant to go walk the world. And I can't tell you exactly what you're going to experience and what that's going to look like. And it's going to be fraught with challenges and, you know, and fear, but also rewards and finding more deeply who you're, who you are and how to express yourself in the world. 
So you're just going to have to go out, little fledgling. <laughs> and, and I, you know, it's, I mean, how do, when they say, how do you prepare for that? I mean, you, you can walk, you can research all the, the best water filters in the tents, but it's really about the mental preparation because it's the, the mentality that we have to continue on with anything that we do. It takes that mindset. And so more so than walking every day before I walked, it was let me get myself into the right mindset and have confidence. For sure, because I do remember you telling me in the group that you were going to do that. And um, I'm sure you had lots of questions that how you said, like, people can't grasp their mind around, like, why would this woman who seems to have, like, live in New York, this great apartment, life all together, why would you just let, give it up, you know, to go walk? And then I never felt that you couldn't physically do it. So even, like, practice walking, I was like, whatever, she could walk. Like, that was never it. But my fear came up for you was around, of course, what, you know, women in safety, right? And I'm sure you felt that a lot. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that when you told people that was like some of women's first, because our whole lives, we've kind of been like, so I'm 45. I still like walk with my keys in my hand when I go to my car, right? So to start, yeah, right? And it's yeah. like, oh my God, you're going to walk the earth and are you safe? <laughs> Right. Well, that's, I think what's important is what you just said. I'm a woman who walks to my car and I still have my keys in hand because ultimately you're not in control of the environment, but you're, you are in control of just, you know, being prepared. That's, I mean, that's the best that we can do. And so the thing is, it doesn't matter if, if, you know, I'm walking across Mongolia alone or you're walking to your car, you know, in New Jersey somewhere. What does it, I mean, the thing is that, it's, it's more about how we feel in ourselves and being confident. And if you don't feel confident and you don't feel safe, well, then I highly recommend, you know, you can go out and do Krav Maga if you want or, or walk with your keys <laughs> in your hand or have your pepper spray. But ultimately, it's, um, it's about not being naive, but, but yet at the same time, knowing that we can't control our environment. And so we have to be able to structure and facilitate that confidence in ourselves because you know whenever people were worried um throughout my walk and before my walk about my safety well some of my worst fears as you know did come true which is what i gave the tedx talk about because you know the idea is that you know being sexually attacked you know the assault it's that is our worst fear i mean you know to to be harmed in some way and so you can't deny it. I mean, it's, it's for anyone who has actually experienced being assaulted. There can be this moment where in your mind you realize, oh my goodness, this is happening. This is happening. There's an acceptance that this is happening. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't run away from it. This is happening right now. And so it, it goes from this place of coping into, you know, how am I actually going to, once I've accepted this has happened, how do I keep moving forward? Right? Like how, how do I not let something that's happened to me keep me from being who I really am, from feeling my own safety in my body? It's actually a choice and it's one of the most challenging choices to make, but it's a choice. That's why I say courage is a verb because there are so many people out there that have experienced horrific things and have never felt safe, but they know how to feel peace forgiveness, 
um, happiness, they learn how to thrive. And that's why sharing stories are so important because in those moments when I was challenged, whether it be a physical assault or a, a sandstorm or a snow blizzard, just to keep walking and, and not want to completely give up, um, I had tapped into those other stories. It's like, if they can do it, I can do it. If this woman can do it, I can do it. That's why sharing stories and encouraging each other is, is so important. So important. There's a, the millennial in motion. And I wanted to connect you to her name is Michelle. And she's a huge adventurer, traveler, and travel solo, like, like, not exactly like you, like she's in different countries, but loves it. And I was like, Oh, my God, she has to listen to this. I'm glad that she jumped on. Thanks, Michelle for joining. And yes, sometimes and many times our biggest fears come to fruition. So that was like from the beginning, just to catch some people up that that was a big fear that was either you had and was put on you by other women for sure, because that's how we've been like trained and brought up. And then one day in Mongolia, it happens, right? Yeah. And you shared like, what do you do next? You were talking about your mindset, but what do you literally do next? Well, you know, I think the, first, the most important thing is right then and there. Like I can, yeah. take, I can take everyone to that very morning, right? So this happened at about two in the morning. A Mongolian nomad had broken into my tent. And, and the, the whole intent was to rape me. And I'm going to use that word because I think it's, it's important that we do it. And I know that that's a trigger for some. Um, but I want to use it because I don't want to downplay anything. That was the intent. That's what happened. That was the whole assault of it. Now, after he had left and I'm gathering all my belongings, I'm putting them all into the cart. And I, there's, I didn't know at the time, but there was actually a village just a few hours walk away. But I'm, I'm in the middle of, of nowhere. I'm in the steps. I pack everything up and I just start walking. I know I, I just have to move. And of course, I'm crying. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm shaking. Um, but I find this little ravine and that was, I just was seeking safety. So the whole thing was, I'm just going to go into the little ravine. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to weep for myself. I need to, because I couldn't do it in the tent. I was too terrified. I needed to get out of that environment. Fear of someone coming back, you know, like he, could he come back? Could he tell someone else I'm there? So I hide in the ravine and I, I weep and I realize I'm at a crossroads. I don't know. I'm in the middle of nowhere. So the truth is I can't even seek comfort. I'm just in the middle of Mongolia and it's cold. There was still a little bit of snow on the ground and I knew, okay, okay. Tears are dry. You have no more. Maybe a little dehydrated. Here you are. Angela, you can give up and go home, which nobody would judge you if you did that. Of course. You know, you, you, you spent a year, you, you walked, you know, Australia, you, you already had dengue fever in Vietnam. You're here in the middle of Mongolia. Your worst fear just came true. No one would judge you for wanting to give up. You could go home and be within a week. You could be in the comfort of, of someone's home, your friend, whatever you, you could be eating ice cream and weeping it out or whatever it is. Indoor plumbing, <laughs> indoor plumbing, <laughs> a shower, a shower. A shower. Yeah. Um, or do you remember those stories of the Yazidi women when, when all of their young boys and, and fathers 
were taken away in front of them in horrific acts. Do you remember that woman that stood on the stage once and talked about um, being um, her grandmother ironing her breast off to, to try and, and um, keep her from being kidnapped? Do you remember the woman who went through um, genital mutilation and ended up writing books about it, empowering other Do you remember this woman and this woman? And all of a sudden, there I am in this ravine, and it was just like, okay. Having all of these women's stories, it was like I wasn't alone in the ravine. I could tap into all of these women that I thought were more courageous than me, that I thought were, they were more brave, they had accomplished more, but they did it and they made a choice not to let the circumstances bog them down. It's like, okay, I'm in a ravine and I can make that choice. I wanna keep walking. No one's gonna take anything away from me. I might be terrified, but I just have to put one foot in front of the other. And it was a slow process, but I, I did that. I, I, the, the sun rose that morning. I put, you know, one foot in front of the other. I made it to the village. Um, I, I, you know, rented out this little um, room in a house with a Mongolian family, huddled in there for about a week, uh, just so I could, that was one, one comfort and safety, and then hit the road again. And, uh, and just, you know, faced my fears I didn't sleep well, of course, for a while, but, um, but ultimately over time, then through the Republic of Georgia, then through Turkey, then through Europe and across the States. Um, I always say I slept with one ear and one eye open, but my confidence was building up. The fear was a little bit less. It would still come up in certain uh, situations, but the whole process here was how do I keep moving forward no matter when the fear kicks in mm -hmm. and that and that's that that's that state of mind just knowing i can do this and i think there's a good mo a good motto there she, if she can do this i can do this and that's why stories right these women you know by you even having these talks us sharing our experiences it it's what encourages and can uplift um other people 100 percent. that's why mm -hmm. i generally love just storytelling and that the more vulnerable you are in your stories, um, you never know who it connects with. You never know who it inspires. You know, my Allie just wrote here, Beyond Aspiring, and she's one that we tell a lot of stories to each other. And you never know when one moment you might think or need to pull that. And when you were talking, it like literally gave me goosebumps because all I can see I'm a visual person is like these women as like floating angels being like I got you 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 you know and fear comes in like you said that was your worst fear we all have our worst fears and it's like when it shows up because most of the time one day it will show up right right <laughs> my fear was always death I don't know why it was just death not you're not death. alone in that but, you, yeah. Like death is like a pretty popular, but not my death. It was like mm. fear of other people's deaths, right? And um, abruptly, my father, my two grandmothers died. And then um, it took me a really long time to process grief. Like you said, you slept with an eye and an ear open. I always had to constantly be in touch with people who were alive to confirm their, yes. their breathing, right? You know, so taking yeah. that and then choosing, like you said, how do we choose to move forward? What's our reason to move forward? Like, why? Like, you could have, like, like you said, packed up, gone home, took a shower, had a bottle of wine, and, like, 
you know, cried and were in therapy for a really long time, or you could, and I'm not judging that either. <laughs> right, days, right. I'm sure we all just wanted down a bottle and then move on with life. But you moved on, like, and just, and your story right there is just affecting women after women after woman after woman. Well, and I, and, you know, I, I don't know if I would have gotten out the door if I hadn't had some of those stories shared with me beforehand. Like, I don't, I mean, you know, I mean, some of us know there's the Cheryl Strayed, you know, Wild Book, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert. And there's all of these mm -hmm. amazing women who, who've done these adventures that most people don't know of. I, I didn't know of them before. But, you know, there's another woman who does these long walks as well. There's Rosie Swell Pope, who ran at the age of 57. She started running solo around the world. I mean, there's, there's so many, yeah, there's, there's so many women out there that are, that are doing these things. And it's not, it's not about a physical feat. Because what we're all most interested in is how did you get through that? How did you get through the fear? When you even read about a man who has, you know, done, you know, all the mountain summits, it's like, okay, but how did you deal with it when it was negative 30 degrees? How did you, how did you handle that moment that your ice pick slipped? We're all interested in the human psyche in the way that we can overcome things. We can move yeah. through things. Um, and what I find fascinating is often we're amazed at people who do something that we wouldn't want to do, right? Or, I mean, we like the idea. It would be awesome. Some people say, oh, I'd love to have that, you know, as my experience. I walked around the world or I climbed these mountains. The thing is, it's in our daily lives. In our daily lives, like sometimes just, you know, choosing courage could be, you know, I'm going to speak how I honestly feel about something towards a friend and I fear that they're going to reject me or maybe they won't like my opinion or, you know, there's all these different ways of which we're showing up in a more courageous way because what it means is we're just stretching ourselves a little bit, a little bit outside of the comfort zone. And all of us know that we cannot expand our being and our experience on this planet without going outside of our comfort zone just a little bit, once a week, not even every day, just a little bit once a week. I hope a lot of people, because some people, I don't know if they know that, but a majority of the people, and like you said, um, no, I would never want to walk the earth. <laughs> That's just not me. I could not do what you did, meaning physically. Physically, yeah. meaning physically, I just don't want to. Like, that's not my thing. And we can still take your story, which I do, and I've read and followed you for the past seven years. And when you went to MIA for a little bit on Facebook, and um, I love it. I, I, <laughs> you went a little MIA, and I was like, and everybody started, Where, where's Angela? I was like, yeah. where? And you go yeah. to places, you were walking through places where I feel like there was no, like, internet, or there's not a tower there, or there's not, like, a phone booth. I don't know, you know, so... Um, and we can still take each other's stories. Like you said, every little day, I might have a, uh, a situation that comes up or a choice to make. And I'll be like, wait, well, she chose courage as a verb because it's a doing, right? Mm -hmm. Movements. Maybe I can too, you know? Yeah. It takes, and that's the thing, right? Courage takes action. Courage is where you actually say, okay, I know what I'm rubbing up against whatever it is that makes me uncomfortable. And can I just like move into that just a little bit? And when people talk about it and they share their stories, that's again, when you say, wait, if, if this person did it, I can too.
And there's no difference in that. I mean, that's something I needed to learn was, you know, even when I had already said, okay, I'm, I, I want to do this walk around the world. When I was reading these, these women's stories that had done, I mean, just gone through incredible things, um, I still saw them as different, like as if they had some innate power that I didn't. They had some innate courage that I didn't. And so even now when people, um, when I'm talking to people, most often women, they'll say, oh, I could never do what you did, right? Like, as you said, um, mm -hmm. that, that's just so brave. The thing is, like, I'm no, I, I, I'm no more brave than the next woman. It's just that little bit by little bit, by making those choices of courage. And sometimes, as you and I know, when we work together with business, it's, okay, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to put a website mm -hmm. out there. Okay, I'm going to put a video out there. That's terrifying. It was, <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> someone you're talking, you know, you're talking to somebody, coach, and they're just like, oh, great. Okay, we're going to make your first thousand dollars, you know, with yeah. clients in the first month, but you're going to have to do this, this, and this. And you're like, you're pumped. Yeah. And then you get off the call and you're like, oh, I've got to do what? <laughs> and then, you know, so meaning there are so many ways that we could look at our lives and see where is it that we're holding ourselves back just a little trying to stay in that comfort zone because that, that part of our lives is the one thing that's actually holding you back. It's, and, and it's holding you back because of self-doubt. Everything, everything, Jackie, comes down to self-doubt. It is constantly in our faces uh, on Instagram. It's constantly put on by you know, the television. It, it is, it's like we're, when we're little, we all generally make up some story around maybe not being good enough at something. I'm not mm -hmm. smart enough. I'm not good enough. Right. And then we're oftentimes bombarded with all this information and technology coming at us that will reiterate unconsciously. Yeah. See, I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not resourced enough. And the self doubt just stays as this live entity. So then we wonder, why can't I just start that business? Or why can't I just go hiking the Pacific Crest Trail? Or, you know, why can't I just commit to the relationship? And it all comes down to a self-doubt, in my opinion, as a basis. But then we find the stories that we're actually agreeing to that keep us there. Mm -hmm. And once, in my opinion, once we work through that, once you're like, okay, I know what's holding me back. I can work with it in the positive self-talk. Then I can get some momentum. So in Mongolia, in the ravine, it was, oh my God, I'm weak. I'm, I, I was just attacked. I'm too vulnerable. Crying, keep walking. Okay, can't think that way. No, I'm strong. I have experience. Yeah, you're still weak. No, I'm strong. And, you know, so it's, 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 a, it's a live energy. And that's why courage is a verb because it takes action and it takes movement. Um, to, to be able to get some momentum and, and continue in basically becoming that person you really want to be that's happy, confident, um, doing the things you really want to do and being able to show up in that way. Yeah, the self-talk is real. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, even, you know, putting myself out here like this, starting this, reaching out for, to, for co-hosts. And, you know, there's rejection everywhere. There's rejection everywhere. And I, I remind myself that most of the, well, the rejections or the comments or whatever. Honestly, I could talk to myself way worse than whatever you can say to me, right? Like I have the power and the creativity that I can go forever. And I'd like to, to hear women's own 
internal dialogues where you might think I'm weak. No, you're strong, you know? And then when you bring in the stories, I think that just helps to make courage the verb. And also I find stories that prove that I'm not good enough too. Like, I think it's a very big self-awareness and being mindful that if you want to find it, you probably can find a story where you feel like you weren't good enough, right? Or you feel like I suck. I'm sure I could find something that could prove that in my mind, right? Oh, yeah. Like, well, like you said, you will always find evidence of whatever we believe in. Yeah. I mean, anything, any opinion we have, I mean, even in the political weather, you'll find Mm -hmm. something that backs up what you believe in. Um, And one of the, and and this is something I really love that has helped me a lot too, is when you have that negative self-talk, if you really get clear what you're saying to yourself, would you actually say that to someone you love? Would you say that to your best friend or your child? Oftentimes you'd say, no, I'd never say that to them. You know, it's just a good reminder of like how vicious that cycle can be that holds us back because it's Mm -hmm. not enough, not enough, not enough. And so that's why I think, you know, I'm a little bit of a plunger, right? So meaning, you know, uh, or a jumper, a leaper, because uh, I didn't, I didn't have tons of hiking experience or outdoor experience. I mean, Jackie, I couldn't even build my own fire when I started. (laughs) I was like, sure, if you give me some tinder and some, you know, like some um, paper and wood and stuff. But you're talking about like, I just got to go out and find sticks and twigs and then like some fuzzy stuff. And (laughs) so I was just like, look, I'm just going to learn as I go along. I, I mean, I'll do the best preparation I can. I'll get the best water filter. Um, but I want to go out there and I'll just experience it. And it's interesting because I did one interview um, early on in Australia. And I remember being asked by a gentleman, like, you know, around like, well, you know, are you, are you scared of like your worst fear? And my thing was like death. Like, I was like, of course I could die out here. And he was like, oh, I just thought you might give up. (laughs) And I remember thinking, (laughs) oh no, oh no, that is not a, giving up is not an option. You're dying yeah. of dehydration or heat stroke, sure. But giving up, no, 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 that's not on my palate. <laughs> that's not in your DNA. No, <laughs> that's, no that's, why, that's why it takes a little stubbornness. Stubbornness can be helpful too. For sure. Can you share um, part of your TEDx talk you talked about, you lived by four things. Do you really? And I just find it fascinating. Like, I'm sure some people are thinking, how did you do this? How did you afford this? What did you know, like some of the logistics of it. Just oh, to that's share a little. so good, Jackie. I don't think I've been so challenged in memory. In, in a while. I could help that's you. So good. Okay, let's see. Okay, let's see if I let's see if I can remember this. Okay, one is intuitive mapping. Yes. Yes, that's and, a great one. Yeah. And and what what that meant was I knew that I would get from point A to point B. So, for example, I knew okay, I want to do Perth uh, to Darwin. Uh, I want to do, or like in Mongolia, I want to do Ulaanbaatar to Ulangong. So I would have a sense of, of these legs. And again, that was because I needed it to be doable, right? Like I, if I just saw the whole world, it was just like, whew, you know, my, the eyes being bigger than, than what the brain can actually accept. So I would do these little um, legs and I would say, well, I kind of have an idea of where I want to walk, but I really want it to be intuitive, meaning the person I meet along the way. Um, 
because it's about the experiences or, or, you know, as I research, I might find, Ooh, there's this beautiful, like in uh, the Republic of Georgia, there was this uh, ancient cave. Uh, I guess you call it a city. Um, it's uh, for those listening, I'm trying to think of um, the name of it. Um, it's not coming to me, but it's like 200 plus rooms of these old like 12th century caves. And it's a two day walk in and out to go do it. Is it worth it? And I'd have to, you know, I'd have to kind of touch in. Do, is that something I want to go out of my way for or not? Because that, that'll change the whole dynamic and how much time do I have with my visa? So I was always having to navigate that a bit, but I always wanted it to be, I'm going to go where I'm guided. I want to go where I'm feeling called to go. I don't want to get stuck in, this is about 20 miles a day, or, you know, um, you know, I really want to make, cover this much ground in a day. So I let that go. I stopped, I stopped looking at how many miles per day I was getting. I started with a little Fitbit. I tossed it. It just kind of let myself say, where do you want me to go? I know I need to head in this direction. So I'm going West, but however, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being called. I want to have fun with that. Another one is leave no trace behind. And so that means I carried all my own trash. So uh, at one point, uh, I remember in Australia, because I didn't run across a, uh, a trash bin for a long time, I had like three big bags full of trash. And I actually had a woman who was um, in a vehicle on a dirt road passing me, and she thought I was out there picking up trash. And <laughs> And I said, no, but I am carrying my own. And it was awesome because she then, when she figured out what I was doing, she offered to take it. And she took the trash for me so she could throw it away. But that's everything and all my wrappers. I mean, so that ultimately when I left a camp area, the only sign that I had been there would generally be where my tent was, you know, if it had flattened some grass. Um, living minimally. So, again, I basically how I afforded this was I wasn't focused on having a business. As you know, Jackie, I didn't have clients. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the hardest I had to tell you and you know my other clients, I'm going to go walking around the world and I'm not going to have this, this business anymore. Um, so I didn't have any income. So basically, I knew if I sold everything and I saved up a few thousand dollars, I could just live on about $5 a day. And that basically <laughs> meant several years of oatmeal and two-minute noodles. Diet wasn't great. <laughs> Diet was not great. So when I would have someone who would stop and offer me something to eat and I didn't even know what the meat was, I was like, yes, bring it on. <laughs> I, I think there's, I think there's a, um, one, in one of the videos that I, I made at one point, because I didn't make a lot, I'm eating and I'm in my tent and it was in Mongolia and I was like, I don't even know what this is. I don't know if this is yak or sheep, or, but it's delicious. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, it was just very basic diet. Um... And what I see was that three? Is that three rules? Three, yeah. What was my fourth? Giving back, I think. Was it giving back? Raising? And uh, you had walk every step yourself. Yes, and walk every step myself. So, um, and and that's you know that's interesting. That's an important thing to touch on because, um, you know when I when when I write this book and it and it comes out, you know I really I think it's important that people understand. For six and a half years, I went walking around the world, but it was an adventure. I mean, there were times I took two months and I, I, you know, I was in Italy and Tuscany with a friend I made that, you know, when I was walking, I met her and I would just allow myself to be in the garden and help out. There were times I, I stopped and I learned from people. So oftentimes I would, um, 
I would do a kind of like a, a work exchange. So there were times that I stopped in and did that. And so it wasn't nonstop. Um, you know, I, I always had this thing where it, from point A to point B, I'm going to walk every step. And there were, there were three times that I had to break that. Uh, the very first time that it happened was being, I was in Turkey and I was getting really, it was on a highway and I, it was where the highway was built out around a mountain on a, above the, the Black Sea and there was no shoulder. And these are cars going 65, 70 miles an hour. And the stubborn part of me said, I really want to just push through and maybe, you know, just some Hail Marys cross my fingers. Yeah. But I thought, no, don't think I want to go out like that. Woman yeah. who's trying to walk across the world stupidly walks on a highway and, you know, gets hit by a car. So, um, you know, generally it was, I never took rides. I walked every step the whole way. And things had to get chunked into bits because of visas. Like I couldn't get a visa into Russia and couldn't get a visa to walk across Kazakhstan in time. I mean, there were, you know, that's why the flexibility was so important. I wasn't so set on something that I then became or felt devastated that, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Like I, if I want to get from point A to point B, if I have an amazing experience and my visa's up and I never made it to B, this is where I'm supposed to, to be. And that's okay. Like yeah. just really, just, we're all in it for the adventure, you know? Yeah. Just, I mean, you must have had to be very present and like just trusting your intuition on like a moment to moment basis is well, for me a practice, but when it kicked in, you listened, you know, yeah. and look at the adventure you have. If you could offer, you know, one or two pieces of like your, your greatest ahas maybe, or like, oh my God, what did you learn? I know it's like such a big question. It's for big. Such a big thing. But like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could tell me whatever, but like, what did you really like? If someone's like, what'd you get out of it? Like seven years you, you gave this. You did yeah. this. Why? You know, well, like, what did you get? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, I have quite a few things that, that come to mind when you ask uh. that. But I think one of them is, is definitely um, courage and confidence is a choice. We are all born with this innate structure within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Confidence and courage. And it's a choice. And I... It's, it's why I'm actually getting back into coaching again, because I really, I want people to understand that, you know, you don't have to walk around the world, but you have to believe in yourself and it takes work and encouragement. And, and I really see how making conscious choices of what we think about ourselves is literally the world. What I mean that this is the world we've created. We have all agreed to some aspect in our communities and our villages and our states and then you know on the continent and the world that we all come together and agree to a certain way of living and it's based on how we believe about ourselves that then reflects out into the world and so it's really true I mean I know it, it sounds you know cliche but it all starts from within this is about a connection whatever you want to call it spiritual connection um, that, that is saying there is something that breathes me, that moves me, that is living me. There is something that's living me. And if I listen to that and I build up the confidence to that intuitive listening, there's nothing I can't do. 
nothing. And just having that confidence to choose courage, we're unstoppable. That's the place of being unstoppable is honestly having enough self-confidence that nothing can break you. Nothing can, you know, get you off kilter. No one can say anything or do anything to you that is going to break your, your vision, your happiness, because it's coming from within you. Beautiful. I really liked how you said, like, from it's this world. Like, we've created this world. Like, yes, you walk the, the earth, the world, but we're all in this world, right? Like, it's, mm. I don't know. I, I'm not making sense, but it just feels like we're just more connected than I think people ever think that we are. We're we more, are. yeah. And yeah. I know people don't always see that or believe it because you might be like, okay, so those the, the home that you stayed in Mongolia and that family, how different are they than a family, you know, my neighbors in Long Island City, Queens? Not at like, all. Like to the core, right? Exactly. Well, here's the right. thing. The borders don't define us. I mean, I could walk, let's say just crossing, okay, for example, Georgia into Turkey. And for most people, Georgia, the country, even before, it's okay. Because most people, even when I started walking, I was like, wait, where? What? There's a, because we think of, you know, um, Georgia in the state. Oh, like the state. No, I, I got that. Part yeah. Of it. yeah. So in the Republic of Georgia into Turkey, you can cross over the border. And even though the language changes and the food might change, ultimately the people are the same. We all want to be happy. We all want to be valued and important. And we mm -hmm. want to feel loved. You're going to see that throughout the whole world. That's why the world truly is a small place. We are all wanting the same thing. We are truly in this together. And so, the, you know, from one family in Mongolia to the ones in, you know, New York and in Jersey or, you know, in Turkey, we're all the same in the extent of deep down, we want to feel whole. We want to feel happy and have purpose. Um, and so there is, there is no separation in anything that we do. So, I mean, in a sense, you know, people say, well, oh, you stopped walking, the walk is over. It's like, well, the structure of that walk is over, but a new adventure begins. And I'll probably still do some walks. I, I wanna plan a walk for next summer. But ultimately, you know, it's just something new and exciting. And I, that's why I think we wanna keep those fresh eyes, you know. Yeah, and your adventurous spirit isn't going to leave you. You know, your, your, seeking life and experiences i don't see that leaving you because now you might be not walking across you know a desert or something like that i think that's just innately you right <laughs> yeah well and the adventure and that's what i think for every for all of us is you know can we keep that curiosity alive that this is all an adventure that nothing has to be too daunting if we just go okay i'm gonna i'm gonna meet this with my own confidence and i'm gonna step in fully you know, ultimately, there is, there truly is no glass ceiling. We talk about really mm -hmm. loving people who bust through the glass ceilings. But the thing is, when we realize there isn't even a ceiling at all, there isn't, there is, you know, nothing externally in our conditions is holding us back. Nobody can take away anything from us. It's the same as in Mongolia, you know, with that, that experience, if I were to give up, I would have given my walk away to someone who came into my tent in the middle of the night. Instead, no, I'm going to claim it. This is mine. And I can choose to continue having it and stepping into it more fully. But I have to keep making that choice. And I think that's, that's the, the kind of piece there is how do we just keep making 
those choices that are towards our positive self-talk, towards our confidence so that we're choosing courage in our daily lives. That's my sweet spot. That's what I love. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I always say it's a practice, people. It's a practice. Some days you'll choose it. Some days you won't. Some days I show up on here. Some days I was like, well, what am I doing with my life on, on IG Live? Yeah. <laughs> but like it's a practice ends. and it's a choice, right? It's always yeah. like, you know, I'm sure when you first started day one and day, I can't do the math of seven years later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many days can't do that math you're not the same person, right? And even day 200 or 5,000, I don't even know how many days, I apologize. Um, you're not the same person. Yeah. So choosing and doing the decisions and the practice just evolves you as a person, so. It does. It, and I think it's really well said that it, it's, um, it's, it's not, you're never gonna get to a finish line. If, if, if we're crafting the way that we wanna show up in the world and we're, we're fulfilling our dreams and our purpose. It is going to take constant choice, but it doesn't need to be overwhelming. It's just a little thing. It's just like, okay, what's the one thing in my, in my positive self-talk? What's the thing that I can do that I'm, it's just helping me a little bit today internally, because rather than the action, it's, it's that how can I take inspired action rather than motivated action? And so, mm. and so really working on our mindset is, is key to be able to go out there and then do anything that we want. Thank you for that. And now for the community, how can I take inspired action? It's your call to action today. Oh, <laughs> That's like what you're that. leading that. How can I take inspired action is what you said. That was your yeah. questioning. You, yeah. Inspired action, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Well, to me, inspired action is not taking action until we have the clarity. So, and, and the clarity comes from listening, really listening and knowing not only where are you called to, but also listening to what thoughts arise that you know are negating who you really are. What thoughts is it that when it happens, you notice you're immediately feeling down or you feel more confused, um, you feel kind of stuck. It's not that that's a reality. It's, it's noticing what am I telling myself and write it down because as soon as you write it, you can see it. Then you can take that and you can turn it into the positive. I know this isn't anything new. I know most people are aware that it takes positive self-talk. It takes these positive affirmations. But what most people don't take the time to do is really pinpoint what am I constantly saying to myself? What am I doing? So just to be very you know transparent here, I... I find if I go on Instagram and I just start scrolling through anything and everything out there, I never come off feeling good about myself. Uh, you know, the models mm -hmm. and the makeup tutorials and the here's how to make six figures and oh, the bombardment. So why would I do that to myself? So I'm going to take that out of the equation. Oh, this is, these are the thoughts that are coming up. I notice, like when I do this thing, I'm, you know, so, okay, I'm not going to scroll on Instagram for a while. I'm going to, you know, my positive self-talk, I feel good in my skin, you know, so it's, I think it's really to take inspired action, A, take the time to listen to where you're feeling called that makes you feel good. And the moment that you start to feel stuck and confused, be aware of the thought that you're telling yourself and then write it down, see it, 
so that you can change that into the positive. And I'm talking every day, every hour if you want. I mean, mm -hmm. if you have the ability, put it on your fridge, put it on your mirror, put it on your door. I mean, constant. Because you don't have enough positive. None of us have enough positive coming at us on social media or from you know, our family and friends. It's, we're, we're talking like there's worry and concern, right? Mm -hmm. Especially right now with mm -hmm. the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You are the only one responsible to keep the positivity coming, to see it, to read it, to feel it, to say it, to sing it, to dance it, all of that. If we take that responsibility, unstoppable. Oh, unstoppable. yay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I could so talk fun. to you for like three more hours more, but I know Instagram tells me I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> I know. I know. They, they, they try to put a glass ceiling, but you know. Cool. <laughs> they do. They try to cat me. And you're right. Um, I encourage people to be mindful of what they're intaking. This is positive on Instagram. This is a place that you go to um, follow Angela as well, a place to go to, to, get that positivity because other places, like you said, you don't leave there feeling too positive. You either, you just don't, right? So yeah. let's curate more for you to surround yourself with that. Whether it's like you said, people, food, social, what's on TV, what, like there's so many ways that you can curate your life with what uplifts you and brings you positivity. And I promote a lot of creating that circle of support and that community and you are one of them and I'm just so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is thank beautiful. Um, would you like to tell everybody, I mean, I've been spewing and promoting you all week, but where can we find you and what's next? Yeah. So my website is where I still have everything, which is she walks the earth.com. Um, and I mean, I am planning some, some trips, uh, in the near future, but I'm going to actually hunker down for the next four months. And I'm actually, um, offering a coaching program again for the first time. And since when, when you and I work together, mm -hmm. so it's taking all of this experience in the walk and basically mm -hmm. focusing on confidence and courage with people. Um, and I'm only working with 15 people and it's one-on-one, one-on-one, -on -one. Oh, -on -one. you know, it's, mm -hmm. a, I know it's an old paradigm, <laughs> I know mm -hmm, a lot of yeah. coaches say don't do that, but that's where it just, that's where it works for me. So I'm going to spend the next four months with 15 people delving in, helping them really choose courage, what that feels like, what that looks like. Um, and I have some talks lined up um, in different um, parts of the country. And, and so, you know, 2022 is new for all of us. I think a lot of us may not know. So beyond January, 2022, it's a new adventure. We'll see what happens. That's amazing. Please keep me posted. And I'm here always to support you and whatever I can do. Um, thank you. To share your wisdom with the world and your walk and just more than just your walk, you to share you with the world. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Jackie. It is just so amazing to see you after all this time and the expanse and you putting yourself out there and you're choosing courage. You are, you are living it. You're embodying it. You're bringing the stories, the wisdom together. You're using your strengths. I just, I'm so honored. I feel like, of course, we could do this for hours on end, but we'll do that privately. We'll let everyone else give it yes. back to their lives. <laughs> right, we'll talk again. 
Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You're you've always been a huge influence for me, so thank you. Thank you, Beyond Small Talk community. You could find this at your favorite pod starting tomorrow, and I'll share it with Angela, too. I'll give you all her information in the notes as well, um, because I take them down. Like I said, I have to yeah. write everything down. <laughs> that so thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Beyond Small Talk. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye.